following podcast may contain a dash of popular profanities. Live, is it? Cheese of Louis fucking loud. Fucking loud. Cheese of Louis fucking loud. Fucking loud. Yeah. Let's see, my mic is exactly two inches across. Uh, I am Wiggly. On the mic is me. On the telephone via Skype, it's a little noisy, is uh, Kyle Von Kubik. Kyle K. Von Kubik. Hit me. I get these passive aggressive messages. Do you want, am I doing something wrong? You want me to turn it down a little bit? How, is that better? Uh, it's great. I don't know what you're saying. I'm mean. I'm passive aggressive. You know what's facts? You know what's passive aggressive? It is what it is. That is quasi passive aggressive colloquialism. So, so is complaining about my audio quality on the air instead I'm, of just told, telling it to me in private so I can fix the issue. Oh well, this is a live show, and this is what happens live. Welcome to Pick of the Buck, where we each week uh, for we talk games, we take a super dollar. successful. Very. This despite is despite its title. Despite the, the title holding it back. The kids successful show. The kids love the pick of the buck. The pick of the buck t-shirt is doing I think they're just quite giving well. my player a tip of skipping the first few minutes. So <laughs> Listen, they can get to the meat and potatoes of the show. The pick of the buck t-shirt sold more in its first week than all the other that We Talk Games t-shirts exist. combined. And it never will years. exist. Pick of the buck. So what you do is you pick take of the buck out. socks. What pick of the buck is, is that we only have a buck, okay? So we put our names on our bucks, and we take them to the arcade, and we everyone in the arcade puts their dollar in, in, a, in a hat. This does not happen. Yeah, it does. It does. It just happened at a spaceport. And You're blowing that dude. I, blew, I, blew, <laughs> I had to blow the custodian to get, a, to get my pro player tips. Spaceport's been closed <laughs> since 85, but Wiggly was there yesterday. Yeah, well, that's what he told me it was. <laughs> So you put your dollars in the hat, and then uh, somebody, probably the guy in the jumpsuit at Spaceport, with the humiliating patches that say, like, USA. Right before uh, he breaks in your mouth. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Not work appropriate. Not anymore. Not since you disappointed us, listeners. (laughs) This is all you get now. You get one game a week. All because of that co-ops for kids. You don't uh, get two-hour shows anymore. You get one and half the hour a week. No comments. With just me and Kyle. That's it. <laughs> We're the only people that talk to each other. TT isn't even on a show. <sighs> She's dead. Um, <laughs> so we pick a dollar, and then you pull it out, and that's what you can play a game with. So we talk about video games, mostly of the arcade variety, which I think maybe next month or uh, in a week or two, we should do arcade games that also had home ports. Some of okay. these did, but most of them didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we talked about Pac-Land and its ports. That's true. We and did. Junior Pac-Man actually uh, had a very good 2600 port. And probably for the Texas Instrument TI-99. We often talk about games that add to the genre, obvious clones, 
but right. some of them uh, improve on certain aspects of them or, or make them interesting and, and whatnot. And this is not one of those games. Oh, but the <laughs> graphics. The graphics. Yeah. Yeah, it has some good graphics. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. We always give a hint at the end of each uh, episode, except that yeah. one time, about what we're going to talk about this week. This week, I gave the hint of uh, Pepsi Light for some reason. And yes. you gave the dimorphic, uh, what what did you give it? Body dysmorphia. Yeah, body my, dysmorphia. Yeah. So, of course, this week we're talking about Diet Go-Go. Let's diet! <laughs> <laughs> Although, if my hint is any clue, it has less to do about dieting and more to do about purging and not eating food at all. Right. Which because be food in this game... Yes. This isn't a Captain Novelin type of game here, <laughs> where it's trying to teach you what's good food and bad food. All food is bad in this game, whether it's a carrot, an ice cream sundae, it's all bad. And you must kill it. And you must kill you it. Must kill food. And if you dare let it touch your lips, you will gain 50 pounds. And, <laughs> and if you gain 150 pounds, you will die. Tell us about the setup of this title here. What it is, basically. Well, <laughs> For me, the notes that it hit the most, we talked about it last week with Kicker. For me, this game hits those notes even harder, was Bubble Bobble. Mm -hmm. And because of the uh, ballooning up of your character as well as the enemies, a little bit of Dig Dug in there. A little bit of Dig Dug. And I've I've heard other people compare it to uh, Bomb Jack and Tumble Pop, but for me... Who are they? Because I want to punch them in the mouth. These are people that I'm... I'm, You know, I do research for the show. I take it very seriously. Yeah. As you can tell at the top and bottom of this show, we take it very seriously. <sighs> was, that, was that a sigh? <sighs> yeah. It's made by Data East, though. And Data East is one of uh, the companies I really, really like. And you said that about Konami. And well, Taito. No, 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 no. You love all companies. I just love- like Japanese <sighs> games. Wrong, friend. Wrong. I there's no, never. I've it's never always talk- about the the spread needle and all that other nonsense. <laughs> oh my gosh! Honestly, out of the video game companies, no, Konami is my number one favorite, and I I do love Taito. I love everybody equally. But out of the video game companies that I can think of right now, at this precise moment, this live yes. on air moment, yes. I think that the two companies that I'm graphically immediately aware that I'm playing one of their games would be Data East and Capcom. Well, being a Turbo Graphics fan and propagator, it makes sense. Okay. Because, well, because, it's a little difficult to convey. I mean, I know when I'm playing a Hudson, you know, I know by... Uh, definitely Hudson. Yeah. I, but, but then sometimes you don't know, you know I mean? It can be a different company, but you can tell the difference, like, say, between a Marvel a rendition by Capcom, like the Punisher arcade game, and another Marvel edition, like Captain America and the Avengers arcade, which just looks like crap. Oh, yeah. that was Dad East. Whoops, I just pooped on Dad East. <laughs> what I meant was, uh, like a Joe and Max, Spin Master, Dashing Desperados, you can tell this Dad East style. I don't think of many Dad East licensed games that I like. I like their original yeah, types a lot. And for me, Dad East and, and Taito sort of blur. They d- in, they're a little together. Similar. Yeah, because when I was playing this game, I was like, oh, this is clearly... This is like the uh, next iteration of Rainbow Island. Mm. And then I didn't realize that Rainbow, they didn't make Rainbow Island. Right, right. 
But, but I it think also that, has those notes too. But that East really, I think they go for the more cartoony, realistic, like people. You know, they're not Bub and Bob, right. you know, or even the the dudes from Rainbow, which I think are Bub and Bob that get turned into say humans. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I'd like yeah. to talk about that game in the future. That's a good game to talk about. Yeah, I really like that title as well. And of course, because it came out for the Turbo, so I played it a lot more than I than I got to in the arcade. But Diet Go-Go is definitely a Bub and Bob ripoff with food and yeah. little characters diet. in that Data East style. And diet drugs. Don't forget the diet drugs. Who could forget the diet drugs? It's <laughs> prescription pills or, or some sort of liquid in a brown bottle or an amber bottle, which is a good thing to ingest. But not salad. Stay away from salad. <laughs> this game, yes, is very much like uh, Bubble Bobble. And it has a large variety, or a decent variety, of adorable enemies you'll get to fatten up and kill. My favorite being the, the gumball machine. and the uh, I like the gumball machine, and I like the bat when the bat is at its fattest. And I should explain that. Everything's way, very cute. Yeah, the way you attack the enemies is by throwing apples at them. And they gobble up the apples, and then they balloon up. And they, there's three stages of ballooning. When they're at their largest stage, you can actually hit into them like uh, Bubble Bobble, mm-hmm. and they'll die. But at the largest stage, they'll actually bounce around the screen and take some other enemies with them. So it's just like Bubble Bobble, instead of encasing them in, in bubbles and kicking them around the screen, you just make them Fat Princess and then kick them around the screen. Exactly. Way before Fat Princess. Yeah, they weren't ripping off Fat Princess at all. The game is, in my opinion, pretty repetitive. The draw of the game uh, is definitely seeing the variety of enemy bosses at the end of each world. But again, the way you uh, defeat those bosses is the same way every time. You have to balloon up the little enemies around them and then bounce them into the big guys. But there's some humor there and there's some cool animations. And yes, the graphics are beautiful. The other thing I really enjoyed about the game was the music. There's an overall theme song when you're fighting the boss, but each stage when you're fighting through has a different track. And there's um, eight regular worlds, then three... I guess, final stages. And then finally, you go to the moon, which is pretty cool. Love going to the moon. I know. One that of my way. favorite things. And uh, you love going in the rocket ship to the moon. And that's where you defeat the uh, antagonist in this game, who's some sort of cybernetic. He kind of looks a little bit like Dr. Wily, but he, he's uh, giving fast food to people and making them fat. And it's uh, your goal to defeat him and stop him from feeding anyone. <laughs> like I said, there's there's really bad messages in this game because whether the food is healthy or not, you got to stay away from it. And uh, ingesting diet drugs or diet pills is actually better for you. That's the, that's another complaint. I know I picked this game and I picked it because of how weird it was. Yeah, because it's just very strange. It has a very strange message about it because it it really has nothing to do with healthy lifestyle. There's a ton of power ups in this game, but they don't really do much, and you get them at really bad points throughout the play so you don't get to utilize them at all like there's roller skates to make you quicker there's a rainbow orb with a b on it which is a bomb and then you can throw bombs instead of the apples so you just kill the enemies instantly but what i found is playing through the levels you get those items so sporadically because it's all dependent on a slot machine at the top of the uh, Mm -hmm. stage that you get through the game relatively easily without ever touching a single power-up. And there's gems, too, that you can collect for points. But again, the game's not really dependent on point collecting or anything like that. Obviously, it's an arcade game, so that 
function was in there. Right. Um, but there's other things like there's a barrier for time protect for time protection. There's uh, an air pump that will balloon up all the enemies on the screen so you can bounce them all around and kill them quicker. There's your typical one ups, but there's so many of them and they came so infrequently that they were pretty much like not a factor in the game at all. The real draw for me with playing this was just the weirdness of it all. And it's a lot more enjoyable if you can play it with the second person. You can get the two-player action happening, Mm -hmm. go through the game a lot quicker, and it's a lot more fun. I found playing it on my own, and I played one cycle through complete by myself, it got pretty tedious towards the end. All that being said, I think it's worth checking out just because how strange it is. It's a neat game, and you touched on a lot of hallmarks of Dad East games as well. I think they're visually stunning. They sometimes go beyond how pretty they need to be. I think that they play well. They're not the most intricate games. They're not the lengthiest games, and most of them do feature two-player simultaneous. So that's, I think, the draw of the Dad East brand and they I also will say made- that this this game is pretty lengthy i mean each stage i guess it's a stage i'm trying you're on earth and you actually get to pick where you want to go next with the exception of the three final stages so you can go to like north america or south america or australia or asia or europe mm-hmm. and um each one of those stages has their own motif about it you know there's dinosaurs in australia clearly um, <laughs> there's a weird mushroom forest in Europe or South America. I don't remember. No, the, the, in in Europe because there in uh, South America there's mummies, I believe. A little bit weird on the geography. Yeah, a little bit weird on the geography. All the more fun, uh, you know. All the more interesting. I like it. I like the weirdness. I like the catch of it. I like the goofiness. But like I'm saying, it's very long. So if you can have that second player with you, it makes it a lot more enjoyable. You got three levels per stage. And at the end of each, I want to say world, but you're on the world. But at the end of each world that you defeat or continent that you defeat, there's these weird little vignettes of the two characters from the game. There's a boy and a girl and they're dressed in like late 80s uh, jazzercise attire and they're doing the has there's no story and there's nothing in like it has nothing to do with what you're doing on the screen there's just these weird motifs of isn't the guy in blue such a fucking idiot look how fat he is (laughs) again it just goes more towards this like weird message of body dysmorphia i feel like the game is propagating is this the one that like puts Madrid, Spain, and in, in South America or something? I, I, I don't know remember. if any of the, I have to look at yeah. the map again. <laughs> the map is strange. I don't think it actually lists where you're going, other than okay. you select the red dot where it's okay. over. So it could just be a reasonable facsimile of Earth that isn't really Earth, okay. for all we know. The big draw is seeing those end bosses, even though fighting them is very repetitive. Some of my favorite bosses include one of the final bosses, which is that UFO that I've been describing since the beginning of the show. Right. This sort of like hubcap, three half orbs at the bottom style of UFO, which I guess is very Japanese-y. I love that style of UFO. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a, uh, <laughs> a Muppet Dracula. <laughs> Is the only way I could describe it. It's I guess it's some sort of vampire, but it's it looks straight up like a Muppet. And I also like the robotic crab crockpot that you fight, which is like throwing things into itself and then also spouting out blobs of soup 
really cool, strange looking characters and their death. It's not really a death animation, but their death change when they fall off the screen is also pretty humorous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think I like a lot of the games that we we do, even when they stink. Yeah, this game doesn't stink. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not crapping on the game. No, I just feel it's not an original idea. No, Um, it's not incredibly fun or amazing. It didn't do anything new. It's not like Ladybug where it took an idea and expounded upon it, or it's not a spiritual successor to anything. It's a clone. It's a Bubble Bobble clone. It's very much a Taito clone from that era of games. This game came out in 1992, so it's a little later, but it's aping some of the games that came out in the late 80s, early 90s of those single-screen platformers. Uh, This game, according to the killer list of video games, is classified as a shooter. How, I don't know. Uh, I would classify it as just straight-up platformer. So, like, we've talked about Rainbow Island, Tumble Pop, Bubble Bobble, Bomb Jack, very similar to those type of games. It's, not again, not doing anything new. What makes this game interesting is how strange it is. If you go into it with very cynical eyes like I did, you're just seeing all of these horrible messages being propagated (laughs) of don't eat food, take diet drugs, don't be a fat asshole. Being fat is the worst possible thing that could happen to you, <laughs> especially in the vignettes. It's always there's only one vignette showing the female character in her fat mode and her back is turned and like the blue guy is laughing at her or something or he's making a face like he's horrified. I, I can't remember specifically. But I'm like, what horrible messages this game is uh, propagating. But that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it worth playing. Speaking of propagating things. Mod Squad. <laughs> the, first, the first episode, I got a little bit of time. The first episode of Mod Squad was an hour yeah. and a half long. Jesus Christ, what were they trying to prove? I don't know. But I got to tell you something about Mod Squad. Link was waiting in this uh, like sailor club bus stop. I don't know where he was, but Link's in this, uh, this uh, bus terminal thing with all these sailors Excuse around. Excuse me, princess. <laughs> Oh. Do you know what that's from or not? No. <laughs> okay, finally, I made a television <laughs> reference you don't know. Does he say that in there? He says it from the Link in Zelda, the animated series. Oh. Well, Link is playing a pinball machine, and I thought it was very interesting because he was playing Central Park. He's doing pretty well on it, and then you can see right in back of him, it was kind of blurry, but I knew immediately it was Slick Chick. So I just thought that was kind of cool that... He was playing some really uh, cool pinballs from from the 70s. And Mod Squad was a great show. I got to tell you, it's very difficult to get these CBS TV shows on DVD. They're really expensive. Mm. Uh, Mod Squad and, um, oh, Love American Style. Love American Style is an hour-long show. I have no idea what you're talking about right Love now. American <laughs> Style, you know. Oh, Artie no. Johnson, Scatman Crothers would be. Hey, uh, uh, Flip Wilson. Yeah. Oh, The Shining. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The Shining. No, Love American Side was a, they usually did three skits about love and the other woman, love and the couples, love and the prize fighter, love and the doorknob. It would all be. They theater. showed porn on television? Now. In the 70s? Nah, well, yeah. And it would feature a lot of the stars of that time, Bill Bixby and. All those other type of folks. Hey, listen to Johnny Capcom give you some uh, pro player tips, maybe. Magic suck will connect you. Magic suck. 
everybody's trying to Capcom, you know, with the tip. This tip will be so good. It'll make you feel like you're in Van Halen. And not the shitty Van Halen. The good Van Halen. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, the game this week is Diet Go-Go. And uh, the main thing to do when playing this game is not let it make you feel bad. Real women have curves and shit, yo. Anyway, you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Johnny Capcom. If you want to follow me on Tumblr, I'm fun with monsters. And if you want to read my comic, it's Ring Psychology Comic. And, uh, yeah, just go find everything. And be nice, because, you know, I like you enough already, and I want to be friends with you and the internet and stuff. Bye-bye. What a great tip. That is a tip I am going to use immediately as soon as I get off this podcast. All right, so uh, now comes the time of the show where I put our dollars in a hat. Kyle sends in his dollar. I put in my dollar, and I pick of the buck while you say the things about the media. Our listeners know what to do. We go over it every week. Yeah, We talk games.com. Let us know what you think about the show. Okay. Give us a suggestion. Yeah. Go to iTunes. I give will. us a four or five star review. Only five. Oh, all right, give us a five star review. Yeah, helps us out tremendously. It does tell people about the show. Send in some emails. Stinky at wetalkgames.com. Yeah, and, 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 and when you're in iTunes, there, put that the show's relevant. Lie yeah. a little. And you know, <laughs> yeah, don't talk about the '70s television shows we talk about. I'll tell you Just what, the video game experience. You, you wouldn't be lying to say it's not like any other video game show out there. Those would be facts. And that's what and you know what else I like? For. I like the people who are contributing to the fabric of the show by telling us what they think of the games that we've been playing on Twitter. I'd like to see some YouTube action happening. You know, that type of thing, the best possible thing you can do for this show, more so than buying a T-shirt. Let but people know buy, we exist. Do buy the uh, Pick of the Buck T-shirts. are going hot. All right, I'm picking, picking my buck. And let's see here. Open it up. I win! I got two bucks. This doesn't get old. What are you this talking about? Nothing. I won. All right. Uh, next week's my pick. Oh, that's a good one. What's my uh, clue going to be? We're going to say our clues simultaneously because we're both going to say the same clue. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Stanley. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we actually both <laughs> were in the same type of uh, mindset, sort of. Yeah. Except you said somebody that was uh, that didn't. I thought say you it. gave it all away with that one. Yeah. We sh- I, I should have said Kirby. that would have been better. All right. Well, uh, post. I- I'm going to do this. I'm going to say this instead. Right. Uh, this is my clue. Okay. Icarus's hairy butt crack and ball. I'm sure you're going to want to tune in for that. And now T.T. Schmookins will give her We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue for next week. Hello, I am T.T. Schmookins. Here is next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Pickety Buck Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, geeks. Talk to you next month on uh, We Talk Game Pick of the Buck. Oh, next week. Bye.
Honestly, you know what? I'm, I'm really, I'm not eating dessert anymore. Just have one. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck.